0: This podcast is brought to you by org. Start your very own podcast today at org. A good night of Hope everyone is well. We'd like to wish a Mazel to Rabbi Mrs. Gershon Brafman on the birth of a great-granddaughter. May he continue to see much nachas from his children, grandchildren, and now great-grandchildren as well. We'd also like to wish a special mazlut to Mr. and Mrs. Aaron Kapellos on the birth of a granddaughter, point to their children, Mr. and Mrs. Remy Kapellos of North Woodmere. May they be from all of their children and grandchildren as well. This week's parasha, parasha's Kisisa, we discuss one of the most difficult stories in Chumash. A story that, as we continue to study and learn and read and analyze, we're left with more questions than we are with answers. And what we're often stuck with is the question, how could the Jewish people have possibly sinned at the Chet Egel? How? How could it be just 40 days earlier, they saw miracles? They said, Nasev and Nishma, they saw Kriyis Yamsov, they they saw, they saw. And then 40 days later, all of a sudden the attitude shifted, the feelings changed, and they were able to build an Avodah Zara. And it's a very difficult chapter in Jewish history, but it's something that we live with every single day of our life, because i will tell us, there are long-lasting effects of the Chet experienced and felt even up till today. And that's a question that it should be thought of throughout this week's parasha. How, what, when, what is there to learn from it? Barrow Wein makes the following observation. He says, the lesson of the Chet Egel is not the why and the how. It's not our job. The lesson of the Chet Egel is that something like that could happen. That we need to be aware. We need to be on top of our game. We need to be in our best behavior to say that no matter how inspired I am or I was, people can often drop and drop very quickly to much lower levels of Kedusha. When you look at the Chet you just have to say to yourself, I don't understand it, but it exists. It could happen to them. It could happen to me. Don't think that I'm flying high. I'm in a great place. I'm spiritually connected. I'm untouchable by the Yetzirah. No. No the Chet Egel reminds us that everyone is affected by the Yetzirah. Like Chazal tells us, don't trust yourself until death. Because we've seen people that towards the end of their life went astray. No one is safe. The Yetzirah is constantly fighting us, battling us, trying to overtake us. And therefore one of the lessons of the Chet Egel is this idea. that Don't think that it can't happen. Don't think you can't be brought down spiritually. Don't think you can't be affected. Don't think you can't have a Yerida. Because if the Dar Hadeya saw what they saw, we're still able to, ha- to hit such a low, we're definitely, definitely not better than them. But there's another part of the story that I think cries out to us, and lessons for our own life. When you look in the Chumash in this week's parasha, when the Torah describes the great luchais, which Moshe Rabbein ultimately breaks in this week's parasha, when the Torah describes the luchais, the Torah goes into a very minimal description initially. The first time we see a description of the Luchos is only right before Moshe Rabbeinu was about to smash them on the ground. Initially, when we heard about these Luchos, which embodied all of the Torah, the most holiest object we could imagine, the Torah didn't go on and on to describe its detail, how beautiful and how magnificent it was. The first time the Torah describes it is in the Psukim, in the parasha, right before Moshe is about to throw them on the ground. And the question needs to be asked, why tell me only now, right before you're about to destroy them, how beautiful they are. Secondly, why did Maish Rabbeinu have to destroy the luchas? Why couldn't Maish Rabbeinu just take the luchas and put them on the side? Lahabdil, right? If our children are misbehaving. We tell them, if you don't behave, we're going to take away your toy. We don't say, if you don't behave, we're going to break your toy, because that would cost us money. Then we'd have to replace that toy. So we tell the children, listen, if you don't behave, we're going to take away the toy. We don't break the toy. Why couldn't Moshe Rabbeinu just take the Luchas, put them on the side, put them in safe keep and say, you know what, when they're ready, I'll bring them out. Why the need to break them, to smash them, to destroy them, to get rid of them? What's the lesson? And the Mepharshan pointed out that the toy was telling us a very important lesson in life. The lesson in life is so often we don't realize and appreciate what we have until it's gone, until it's taken away from us. The luchos, we didn't understand how great and amazing they were. And the first time the Torah tells us about it is when they're about to be destroyed. Moshe Rabbeinu comes and says, you are not going to realize what these meant. You don't get it. The only way for you to realize what this is, is for me to smash it and destroy it and for it never to return. Because we don't appreciate it. So often in life we don't appreciate things until they're gone. And then we cry and then we mourn and then we're upset. But as long as they were here, we didn't think about it. We didn't realize it. We didn't appreciate it. This is so true on so many different levels. It's true on a spiritual level. It's true in a relationship with human beings. It's true with even inanimate objects. We forget the appreciation of things until they're gone. How many times are there lost family members that we wish we could have spent more time with only after they're gone? How many Gedolin we wish we could have attached to, spoken to, rea- reached out to? And now it's too late. So often in life, we don't stop and appreciate what we have. It's only when it's gone that we start to complain, where did it go? And as long as you had it, you didn't appreciate what you had. And I believe that's one of the essential messages of this week's parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us. He said, you don't realize what these luchas are. I need to smash them to destroy them for you to appreciate them. And hence the Lucha shniyas were much more valued, because now we realize what it was. You know, we're holding now in a place where we can almost say, I Ein Haru, with Hashem's help, we turned a major, major corner. And we're almost, almost, almost out of the terrible, terrible pandemic known as COVID. Mr. Hashem, should only continue. And something that we've spoken often about during the pandemic was this idea, is that we didn't realize, we didn't appreciate what did it mean to get to go to shul. We went to shul every day of our lives, we never thought twice about it. We never stopped to realize how lucky are we that we could just walk into a building with nine other Jews and just daven. We we took for granted what does it mean just to go out wherever you want. Now we don't even have to wear masks. We forgot there was a time where you didn't leave your house without a mask. It was like you didn't it was like American Express you didn't leave home without it. And Baruch Hashem as things are getting better and things are are moving in the right direction. We now can appreciate what does it mean How many of us forgot what it meant to be able to just go into a store? When you want, how you want, do what you want. And we forgot what it meant to go to yeshiva. We took for granted. Wake up in the morning, you go to take your kids to school, you go to yeshiva, whatever it may be. These things were taken away from us. What does it mean to make a simcha? What does it mean to go to a wedding, to have dancing, to go to a bar mitzvah, a bris? We took all of these things for granted. And Christ Baruch Hu reminded us, you know what, I want you to realize how great these things are. So Hashem took it away from us. Baruch Hashem was short-lived, relatively. But He was reminding us, look what you have. Look how lucky you are. When we look back in history, there were times where Jews couldn't daven. Jews couldn't just go to yeshiva. Jews couldn't just go freely as they wanted. There were restrictions from government, foreign countries, from other people. But we were, Baruch Hashem, living such a wonderful time where no one was bothering us. We could go, do. And Hashem said, I think you're not appreciating what it means. You're taking it for granted. And that's what happened in this week's parasha. The, but Israel took for granted. They didn't realize what does it mean to have luchas with us. And that's what the Torah is teaching us in this week's parasha. We all need to appreciate those around us. We'll wake up every morning and take a step, take a step and stop and say, Ashrei. Praise! How lucky am I? Look what I have! Look what I have! Whatever my situation in life is, but look what I have! I have family. I have friends. I have food. I have a roof over my head. I'm ahead of the game, because there are people that lost all that and don't have that. So this week's parasha, we look back and we realize: look, all the great things we have, because we don't want Hashem to have to take them away for us to appreciate it. We want to appreciate it now, in the present. Of all the wonderful, wonderful things Hashem has given us. Mister Hashem, as we read this parasha, we'll appreciate all the gifts that we do have in our life. And we're not going to focus on what we don't have. We're going to focus on what we do have the right now, in the present. That's the whole idea of Mishanichnas Adar Marva B'Simcha. Whether it's Adar Aleph or Adar Beis, we've spoken about that in Halacha Shu'rim. But the point is, the Simcha is, what's Simcha? What's joy? Joy means I'm happy with what I have right now. The lot, the situation, the family, the financial situation, the issues that I have, this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's what Haman couldn't understand. Haman had everyone bow down to him except for one Jew. So most of us would say, just let it go. No, Haman couldn't let it go. He couldn't find pleasure in Simcha because there's one person who wouldn't stand who wouldn't bow for him. Our attitude is exactly the opposite. We're so happy with whatever we have. We're so grateful for whatever we have. We're happy, we're thrilled. We say thank you, HaKadosh Baruch. Mr. Hashem, as we read this week's parasha, Let's remind ourselves to appreciate that that we have now, the people in our lives, the things in our lives, the things that we value in our lives. Let's hold on to them. Let's cherish them. Let's value them. And Mr. Hashem, who will not need to take them away from us, because he sees, he realizes how much we value them. Mr. Hashem, Hu should send us our luchos shnius, our second. Second chance, so to say. Hashem send us a world with his only bracha v'hatzloch, only happiness, only joy, only simch, only wonderful news with the arrival of Mashiach, M'Heh Amenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.